This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotato.com. Akuma ga kitarite, kiri o fuku. IWGP Heavy Q Champion. Great Muta Kenzan. Welcome back to Review of Mania, and this is Rob, along with Zach. Hello. And this week, we are discussing the great Muda. Yes, KG Mudo, the great Muda. So, as always, in our Japanese wrestler spotlight, I'm, I guess we should start doing other wrestlers, too, but it's fun. Um... I actually watched the first KG Mudo, Great Muda introduction in WCW. Hmm. It was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he's he's really cool uh, just in general. Um, his background is that uh, he, alongside Masahiro Chono and... Shinya Hashimoto and this guy that uh, you may have heard of named Keiji Yamada all started around the same time. And those four people went on to become the greatest wrestlers in New Japan for uh, the entire 90s. Hmm. That's interesting because like, Keiji Mudo, or I should say Great Muda, made his debut in WCW in 1989. Yeah, um, so he uh, and Masachono and Shinya Hashimoto um, went on excursion from New Japan in the late 80s, and um, but um, great, the Great Muda had the most success in the United States at that time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, is he known for any moves or anything special? I know the myth. Yeah, yeah, he's um he's known for two moves. Um, I'm sorry, my phone is ringing. Meh. They'll get it. Okay. Um, he is known <laughs> for the moon salt or the rounding body press, as they call it. Hmm. Uh, the figure four leg lock. What? Yep. And the Shining Wizard. Mm. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, Keiji Mudo is part of a group called the Three Musketeers in Japan, which was Masachono, Keiji Mudo, and Shinya Hashimoto. Um, they 
kind of came together in Puerto Rico of all places hmm. in 1989. And Keiji Muto went and worked for WCW for a bit. Masachono also worked for WCW, um, both in the late nineties during the attitude era. And in the early nineties, he worked as NWA champion for a while. We'll get into that in one of the matches. And uh, Shinya Hashimoto worked mostly in Japan, but uh, he later became NWA champion. So all three of them have been NWA champion. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, we got three matches we're going to review and discuss, and we'll discuss. Let's get let's get into it. Yeah. So the first one is Great Muda, who is the IWGP champion. And versus Masahiro Chono, the NWA champion, a title for title match. Yes, and this match took place on January 4th, 1993. Yep. Now, January 4th, um, just in case people don't know, it's a very important day in Japanese wrestling because New Japan always has a Tokyo Dome show there. Now it's called Wrestle Kingdom, but before that it was just called the Tokyo Dome Super Show. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chono is painted with white and red face paint? No. No. Muda has the white and red face paint. Ah. Okay. They were both face painted, and I was confused. I was like, shit. No. Chono didn't have any face paint on. He just had a mustache. What? What am I smoking, then? I don't I know. I don't know. Probably something. Well, they lock up, uh, but neither man gets the advantage, and then they back off. They lock up again, and Mudo gets behind and gets a reverse somersault kick to the corner. A quick takedown by Chono, which sends Mudo uh, down, and he retreats from the ring. This is a very slow start to the match. Uh, man, I tell you, I wrote everything backwards because I had the wrong guy here. So in real time, I'm having to like change the name. It's really hard. <laughs> so Chono hits a fallaway slam on Muda, uh, and then again uh, Muda retreats, and he goes to the floor. He pulls up the ring apron and finds a hammer. This was a weird thing I kept noticing. Like one of his moves is literally just go outside and look for weapons. Yeah, see, the great Muda is the master of getting the most out of the least amount of work. Yeah, this match proves it. Actually, no, sorry, another match proves it. Um, So he gets a hammer. The ref comes out and takes it away from him, and he tosses it to the floor. They lock up, and Muda works over the... uh, Works over the rins. (laughs) What was I spelling not the rims. Well, he's working over something. Um, and then hits a running elbow drop. Muda then wraps up uh, Chono and then gets a sloppy armbar. Uh, Muda, uh, sorry, uh, Chono comes back up with an angle lock and then transitions to kicks to a down Muda. Uh, Chono then starts working over the leg and knee of Muda and he tries to get get up, but he keeps kicking the, his leg out from underneath him. 
as Owen Hart would say, I'll kick your leg out of your leg. And that's what Masahiro Chono is doing. Yes. <clears throat> and then transition to a uh, test of strength, which Chono wins and then goes for a leg lock. Muda then goes back with kicks to the ribs and then throws Chono out of the ring and then throw and then throws Chono. Oh, sorry. And then he throws him into the barrier and then they finally get back inside the ring. He then hops to the third rope uh, and then hits a flying single axe handle. Chono is then thrown around the ring uh, and then under the ramp. Sorry, he's thrown under the ramp and he bounce, uh, then he bounces off the ropes and hits a running face crusher onto the ramp. It looks awesome. Yeah, he basically just does a bulldog onto the onto the ramp. Yep. And th- and then Mudo. <laughs> he runs almost to the very end of the ramp. He goes all the way to the entrance. And then he just goes raw, and then runs back and gives Chono this great clothesline. Yes. He turns him inside out. Uh, Mudo is crashing, crashing as well, but he rolls back into the ring. He basically wipes himself out. It was awesome. It was moving too fast. Yep. Chono climbs the top rope, but it stopped. And then Mudo climbs and hits a superplex from the top rope on Chono. He then uh, hits a standing reverse suplex for a two. Uh, uh, Muda then grab uh, hits a bridging German for a two. He follows that up with a backflip reverse elbow to the corner. I don't know what that was called. I remember there was a name for it because I remember the the old N64 games and stuff used to have a name for it. It's like the space flying tiger thing. Basically, you did what Maria Nunos did that one year. Or no, Nookie. Snooky. Yes, Snooky did it. Kelly Kelly used to do it. Basically, you do a backflip and then you end up with a elbow to the face to to opponent in the corner. China did it really badly. One Royal Rumble. Oh God, that's right. She like completely like did it too early. And then she, and then she hit Ivory, and then she was, and then they used it as a neck angle and. It was really, really distasteful. But let's get back to Mudo. Yes. So, hits the elbow into the corner. He then misses a moonsault, which Chono quickly gets up and over with a crossface, with Muda able to get on the ropes eventually. I love this series of moves. It's very quick. God damn, I wrote a lot of fucking notes. Muda then comes back with a standing drop kick. But Chono stands up before him and comes back with a big uh, boot. But Muda comes back with another standing drop kick. Another kick and then another shoulder block. And then another kick and another kick by Muda. Uh, Chono hits two kicks sending Muda to the apron. Chono then tries a suplex on Muda. But he but he gets out of the ring. Uh Muda then blocks and hits a suplex under the ramp. And... Oh, let's get to the fucking end of this. Jesus Christ. This was a long match. It was really good. Um, basically, uh, with one last bit of strength, Muda crawls to the bottom rope and gets his arm around 
around it after a after a a, a submission attempt. Uh, Muda then hits a Frankensteiner for a quick two, and then quickly climbs to the top rope, hits a moonsault, and misses most of it because Chono was sitting. So uh, Muda then, or sorry, then Chono just gets up and goes for the top rope and tries for a diving uh, shoulder tackle, but Muda sidesteps and poses to the crowd. Muda then hits a moonsault for the three, your new NWA, and uh, still IWGP champion. Uh, Great Muda. Yeah, Muda, yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's really cool uh, that this match happened. Um, I believe that Chono was still NWA champion after this match, even though Great Muda won because, um, you know, WCW didn't really like accept the result. That kind of stuff happened. Yeah. And then within a year of this match, Masachono, um, got his neck broken by none other than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh shit, really? Yeah. What's really what's really interesting is it was doing the exact same spot that broke his own neck with Owen. Damn, you would think then that Steve Austin would be like, fuck this, I'm not doing that move ever again and not letting anybody do it to me. Right, he of no. all knew, him of all people would have been like uh, I've experienced breaking someone's neck. I don't want that to happen to me, and vice versa. Yeah. So he broke Masa's neck, and then so um, Masa went from having this kind of technical style to going back, coming back, and just being a big old brawler, and then becoming the leader of NWO Japan. Hmm. Awesome. Good old NWO Japan. Yeah. So it it had repercussions. Gotcha. Alright, so what would you what would you rate that match? Uh I would give it uh three and a half. Sounds fair. Alright. Three and a half. I would agree. All right, let's move on to our next match. All right, so next up is uh, December 14th, 1992. The Great Muda versus Hirohashi Hase. And yes. this match is somewhat famous. Why is that, Zach? Because the Great Muda bled all over the place, and he bled a lot, so... Uh, Dave Meltzer, among other people, created this thing called the Muda Scale for how bloody a match is. Well, there you go. Yeah. Now, this match is also interesting because Hiroshi Hase, the man who was in this match, is now a member of the Japanese government, and he's helping the Japanese government put on the 2020 Olympics. Oh, wow. Yeah. Here, I thought you were going to say this guy was a nobody. No, he's actually very famous. Oh, I did not know that. Well, today we all learned. All yes. Right. So Muda is in red and blue face paint this time. 
Can't screw and, that up. Right. And Hiroshi Hase is in yellow and blue trunks with his porn star mustache. Yes, he had a porn stash in 1992. Uh, Muto randomly spits mist. <laughs> just- yeah, that was one of his gimmicks that he often did. Um, so would you say Triple was- H stole the gimmick? Hmm? Did Triple H steal his gimmick? Of spitting the mist? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tajiri did. I know Tajiri did. Yep. And I know, didn't, uh, didn't, uh, he also get stolen by, uh, uh someone in ECW. No, it wasn't just Tajiri. Didn't you do fire instead? I don't know if anybody in ECW spit fire. Huh. I don't know what uh, Hakushi, I think, spits stuff sometimes, but he didn't spit fire. Hmm. Well, either way. So, yeah, he just randomly split his mist. Uh, Hase fires up and hits two running lariats and a reverse suplex, sending Muda out of the ring. Hase grabs a table and slams Muda face first into it and then into the barrier. He then climbs the top rope and hits an elbow smash to the head. And then knife edge chops to the chest of Muda. He then picks him up for a gut buster and then drops him over the top rope, letting Muda fall to the canvas. A very, very fast start to this match. Yeah. See, usually if you're watching a Hiroshi Hase match, he'll do his Rick Rude dance where he'll grab his head and swivel his hips around and stuff like that. Like he likes to play it up a little bit, but this he was match. very heated. Yeah, he was like, hell yeah. Muda then comes back with a crescent kiss, uh, with crescent kicks to Hase and a hard shoulder block and then another crescent kick to take Hase down. Muda then hooks a single leg uh, lock and then a reverse STF, which seems dangerous as the shoulders are nearly on the mat. Uh, I think the ref was a little lenient. Yeah, probably. Muda was kind of like the ace of the company at the time. <laughs> you can't fuck him over. Uh, no. Hase then grabs Muda and uh, and Muda and change the hold. Oh, and he changes the hold and then he chokes Muda. Uh, Hase then drags his boot across the face several times. Muda rolls out of the ring to get away from Hase and Hase mocks him by laying down in the ring waiting for Muda to get back into the ring. Muda starts lifting up the ring skirt and can't find anything. Once back in the ring, Hase hits a spinning suplex for a two, and he tries again, but Muda uh, throws Hase out of the ring, and then they brawl to the outside, and he whips... Just as he, I whip, he whips him into the barricade. Uh, Muda climbs the top rope and hits a single... Handle smash to the uh, head and throws Hase out of the ring again. Uh, Muda then removes the mats and hits a fame asser to Hase on the concrete floor. Hase gets back to his feet and back to the ring, barely selling the move. That was really stupid. Yeah, and I mean, if there was going to be blood, you'd think it would be there and it would be Hase who was bleeding, but yeah. no. Nothing. He was just like, whatever. I did that move. Let's continue. 
I took it. Now get back in the ring. Exactly. Hase is then lifted and crouched across the top rope, and then he violently crumbles to the outside, to the floor. Uh, then Muda then cr- crouches him on the barricade for good measure as well. It's really working over the uh, the crotch area. Hase's not having kids for a while. No. <clears throat> Muda then climbs the ropes, and Hase comes up uh, and hits a superplex, and then hits a bridging German suplex. For a one count. Muda's head is then raked across the top rope several times by Hase. Muda goes to the outside and throws a plastic chair into the ring. The ref tries to take it from from, uh, from Hase, but, uh, but Hase boots the ref, and Muda ends up hitting him with the chair. Muda then is going for a moonsault, but Hase blocks it by pushing him off the top rope to the uh, to the apron. He then hits a running clothesline to the barricade. Muda then throws another chair into the ring from the crowd, and then grabs a sickle or something. I said <laughs> I wasn't sure what it was. Uh, and then Hase again knocks out the ref and hits Muda in the head with a sickle, and then stabs him in the head with the sickle as well. <laughs> Like, fucking Hase is just like, fuck the ref. Man, I thought it was like the descendant of Red Shoes or something. No, poor Tiger Hattori. He's just like, stop hitting me. <laughs> Pretty much. Hase does not give a fuck. No, he uh, doesn't. The ref then tries, but can't. Uh, tries to stop the stabbing, but can't. Muda is busted open with a stream of blood running down his face as he sits up. He is quickly nearly a crimson mask in no time, and blood is flowing like crazy. Hase works over the cut with punches to the head and then bites the wound and spits out the blood. Yes, he's just like, I'm a vampire. Yes, that was bad. Muda just come- like the world. Yes. <laughs> Get out of here. Muda then comes back. With a whip to the corner and then tries for a backspring elbow, but misses. And Hase hits a huge delayed... Uh, oh, uh, I wrote jumping pile driver. Sorry, I thought I wrote pumping. No, it's a jumping pile driver. I hit a very long delayed jump pile driver. It was awesome. Yes, it was. Hase then applies a sleeper hold to Muda, and Muda fades. He check- The ref checks his arm twice, but it falls. Uh, but then he's revived by the ref, waving his hand in his face. The ref was literally like, hey, you still with me? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, you could have just, you know, took the arm. It's like you're helping Muda. Well, he's the ace. You don't want to screw Muda over. Exactly. Muda's crazy. He gets out of the sleeper, and uh, but Hase comes back with a big boot to the face. Muda is now a crimson mask of blood, and it's running down his chest. Uh, Hase is now just toying with Muda, repeatedly hitting big boots. Hase then applies a Texas cloverleaf, which I was surprised to see, on Muda, but he's able to crawl to the bottom rope. Muda then starts to hulk up as the big, uh, the big boots Hase is throwing aren't knocking him down. Muda then comes back with a reverse uh, suplex. Uh, let's see, they're taking Hase down, and then another one, and Muda screams, and the crowd erupts. 
He hits a third back suplex, and then a fourth, and then a fifth, and then he tries for a moonsault, but Hase rolls out of the way. Hase is uh, with a pinning powerbomb for a near fall, and the crowd stomps their feet in approval on the kickout. Both men are spent at this point, and Muda, I think Muda is dead, and Hase is struggling back to his feet. Slowly, Muda gets up and hits a German double underhook suplex for a near fall on Hase. He then, uh, he then fires up on Muda. Oh, sorry, Hase then fires up on Muda, who goes gets back to his feet quickly and hits another one and then another one. So, uh, Hase barely kicks out a a gut buster by Muda, and then a moonsault. And finally, a three count. A bloody moody Muda picks up the victory. Um, I you know what's funny is like, yeah, it was really bloody, but we've seen so much bloodier matches where I'm just like, oh, that's nothing. Yeah, that's it is. I, I I agree. At this point, it's um it's been overshadowed by Eddie um, versus JBL. Well, yes, Eddie versus JBL because Eddie messed up the cut there. Um, yeah. Also, when I saw this match originally, I was also watching a ton of CZW. Do you know what CZW is? Oh, yeah. And I was watching their tournaments of death. Oh, God. And so, like, that that's those are the tournaments where, like, oh, yeah, Sexy yeah, yeah. Eddie. Yep. Like, well, I've sexy got, Eddie. Like, I've got, sorry, I've got, I've got experience because... I remember when I was like 16, there was XPW DVDs in the FYE. And mm-hmm. they had the Tournament of Death 1 and 2. And I'd never seen like actual tournament death matches before. Like, it was crazy. And yeah, CZW kind of like took over in XPW's absence. Yeah, and so in one of the very first tournaments of death, there was this Canadian dude named Sexy Eddie, and he cut his artery um, in one of the matches and just flexed his arm so the blood would squirt into his mouth, and then he duct taped it and then continued the match. So, Holy like, fuck. yeah, <laughs> this so, match is. If you want to see more, um, Vice did a. Like, Damien Abraham a fucked up. Uh, did a video, like, documentary on the Tournament of Death. And they interviewed a lot of wrestlers, and... God, they they do some sick shit. Yes, they do. It's not for the... This takes it to a whole new level. Like, when I saw XPW, there was some glass, there was thumbtacks, like, it was crazy. But these guys at CCW, like, will put, like, shit in their head and then, like, get a chair and smash their opponent with it and something will be stuck in their head. Yeah, there was this guy named Thumbtack Jack who did that. I remember, like, Pogo, I think his name was. Mr. Oh, Pogo? Madman Mad Mad Pondo. Pondo. Pondo, that's it. Did yeah. Crazy shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I remember the weed whacker fucking. Yes. Yeah. Just dumb shit. The white, the wife beater using the weed whacker. Yes. 
Yeah. Whatever happened to homeless Jimmy? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. So moving on, because yeah, it, things have definitely changed since 1992. How long do you think they used the moniker of the Muda scale? Like, would you say at least till early 2000s? I was hearing it in like 2010. Oh, wow. Gotcha. So, yeah, I've never I think some it. people still use it. Okay. So, our final match was September 28, 2008. It was Great Muda versus Kohei Sawama. Swama, yeah. Swama. The All Swama. Japan Triple Crown. Yes, Kohei Suwama, also known as Scott Steiner's Japanese tag partner. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Ready to get in this final match? Yeah. I wrote, the fans are assholes mobbing both <laughs> men in their entrances, trying to grab the coat of Kohei. Uh, Swama, and trying to demask Muda. Yes, because the great Muda has switched to a mask at this point instead of the face paint. He's old. Yeah, and it also looks better. It does. More mysterious. Some uh, amateur wrestling with Swama riding Muda. The crowd is deathly silent. It's rather odd. Muda slides out of the ring and eventually back into the ring and uh, blows a mist randomly to light applause. Both men then lock up. Sawama gets a front face lock on Muda. Uh, Muda then goes out of the ring and checks under the ring skirts for something. He just seems to be killing time. Both men lock up again and hits a shoulder block. And then Suwama comes back with an arm drag. Muda then climbs out of the ring and starts attacking a ring boy, throwing him into the barrier. And then part of the barrier breaks. So then he attacks him, the ring boy with it. I'm, I'm very confused. Okay, so at the, there was a movie before the match. Did you watch that? Most of it, but it being in Japanese, I was just like, okay. So the ring boy that Muda was attacking was the guy that Swama like kicked in the face, and then the match had to get stopped in the middle of the beginning movie. Oh, okay. But I I didn't quite get why <laughs> Muda was attacking him. Also, maybe he wanted to make sure that maybe he wanted to make sure that like, hey, if I fuck him up, you can't come in and fuck up our match again. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe. But yeah, I was very confused. I'm like. Why is he attacking a ring boy? He is not Chris Jericho, damn it. So well, Chris Jericho is not the only one who can attack ring boys. I know, but still it's weird. <laughs> so Mama then uh, checks on said boy, and who is busted open and bleeding from the barricade attack. The ring boy is helped to the back. Samama so then slides back in and is attacked by Muda. But Samama so hits a shoulder tackle and some knife edge chops. Samama so then has a choke on Muda. And covers him for a two. A, a running power slam on Muda. And then a single leg crab is applied by Sawuma. On the floor, now Muda attacks uh, Sawuma with a chair. Hitting on the top of the chair several times. 
in the uh, head, and it pulls out. Uh, he pulls out. Oh yeah, he pulls out a three-rung ladder, a step ladder to be precise. Someone then gets back to his feet and is busted open from the chair attack. Uh, Muda then hits him with the ring bell, busting Swama open, uh, who can't stand anymore. So now both men are bleeding. Uh, Muda then starts biting the wound of Swama's face and punching the wound even more as blood is dripping down the face and all the blonde hair of Swama is now red. A sleeper hold is applied by Muda. Now that the match is just like the one we saw prior with Hase, with Muda in the role of Hase, Sumumu then is able to hit a back suplex on Muda and break the sleeper hold and then starts throwing elbows and then another back suplex, then a third reminding me of the Chono match with Chono hitting five back suplexes in a row. Muda then hits a moonsault for the victory. That match was meh. I didn't really care yeah. about Sawama. He was kind of like this big big guy. But you could really tell by then, Muda was a, definitely past his prime. He seemed to be cheap heat and spending a lot of time on the outside just randomly looking for shit. And it was just like, what What are you doing, dude? Have your match. Like. Yeah. You know what I think it is, is that um, Muda's knees are like super messed up from doing all those moonsaults. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I think that's what it, what it is. Okay. Still, I, he was definitely past his prime by 2008. Did Sawoma ever go on and do anything? I mean, I'd never even heard of the guy. Yeah, I mean, he's mostly a old Japan guy. Still? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that's cool. He's still wrestling. Yeah, I, I think he was a couple-time Triple Crown champion. No, no big deal. Yeah. I mean, I could probably win the Triple Crown. So could you. whoop do you do Well, an American holds it right now, I think. Well, there you go. There we go. So, what did you think of the matches overall? I mean, uh, what do you think of Muda? I like KG Muda a lot. I think he's one of my favorite wrestlers because he and Shinsuke Nakamura are like two guys who they can do nothing in a match, and I'm still captivated. Fair enough. Um... Well, cool. Um, yeah, like I said, Muda went to WCW. It was really interesting. And didn't he make an appearance uh, a couple of years ago at NXT? No, Jushin Liger did. That's what it was. It's Jushin Liger. Okay, that's what I thought. So Jushin Liger, by the way, was KG Yamada, who I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Oh shit! <laughs> no idea. Yeah, um, KG Muto, though, as the great Muto, did recently appear for NX, uh, not NXT, uh, Impact. Oh, wow. Uh, he owns a promotion right now called Russell One, mm-hmm. and they had a 
joint venture with Impact for a while. Ah, okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up for this episode, but uh, what? who who should we review next? Kota Ibushi. All right. Next time on our Japanese wrestler spotlight thing we still get to make a name for, Kota Ibushi. A... Golden Star. Yes. Uh, yes. He even wrestled for WWE briefly. Yes, he did. I think that'd be one of the matches to review. All right. Uh, well, next time you hear from us, we'll be talking WrestleMania 11 with my. Oh, oh, WrestleMania. Do, 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 do. So. Side note, I was watching WrestleMania 11, and my mother-in-law only likes watching wrestling when I watch. But she'll get into it and be like, oh, whoa, oh my god, oh, I can't believe they did that. She'll be like all animated. We were watching the Diesel versus Shawn Michaels match. And just, yeah, it was awesome. It was fun. <laughs> But yep, so next time, when you hear from us, WrestleMania 11, Shawn Michaels versus Big Daddy Cool Weasel. Diesel, not Weasel. And Bam Bam Bigelow versus Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. Yes. In the main event. Yep. I gotta tell you, the Raw before WrestleMania 10, man, they finally got their shit together. Or sorry, WrestleMania 11. They finally got their shit together. Because WrestleMania 11 is the first WrestleMania where they, like, hype it up like it's the greatest thing ever. And they actually use their back footage. And, like, the Raw before WrestleMania 11 was an entire show dedicated to the storylines and how everything came together for WrestleMania for every single match. It was great. Cool. Yeah. So, until next time, this is Rob. And Zach. See you later. See ya. Bye-bye. At WrestleMania 11.